This is Agents Influence Podcast. 2018, bro. Bold, bold penguin. So, I mean, you created something at Agency Nation that was awesome. I mean, you created some great stuff there, but you moved on to Bold Penguin. What made that decision and what did they do? Yeah, you know, Agency Nation was a, was a tremendous opportunity. I uh, learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about what I like doing, who I like helping, and, you know, where I think I fit in this industry. It's, it's, been, a, it's been an interesting journey, I'd say, the last six months to a year of my life. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey everybody, this is going to be a little bit different for Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. Uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I did a, a, a Facebook Live Thanksgiving event with uh, Ryan Hanley, and we came on and talked for 90 minutes. Uh, you can see the full video if you want on Agency Intelligence Facebook page, or you can listen here. This is going to be a two-part podcast because it was 90 minutes, uh, maybe even a little bit more. And uh, we discussed everything from Ryan and what's going on with him. But we also had over 50 comments of people asking different questions or giving us feedback to what we were talking about. So check it out if you want to check it out at Facebook at Agency Intelligence. But in the meantime, here's this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hello, everybody. How are we doing out there? What's uh, up, man? Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. I think I put my name up on the, on the screen just in case uh, anybody out there has forgot who we are. So, yeah, uh, to all of our people out there, it looks like people are already piling on. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, everybody, keep in mind that uh, Hanley and I are going to carry on a conversation. We were going to do a podcast. We thought, hey, let's just do a Facebook Live. But the other thing was, is I've got some things that I want to talk to him about. He's got some things to talk to me about. And, but I want to make sure that you get your questions in as well. And uh, Ryan and I will, are so, our egos are so big. We'll just talk our whole self about all of us. So we're going to have to stop for a minute and actually look back at that. So dude, let's start with the easy stuff, right? Let's start with all the things that the people have been wanting to know. Like 2018, bro, bold, bold penguin. So, I mean, you created something at Agency Nation that was awesome. I mean, you created some great stuff there. And then I think you also left it in the hands of some great people. But you moved on to Bold Penguin. What made that decision and what did they do? Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll just give everyone a little bit of context since they, they couldn't hear the first time we went through. Uh, Agency Nation was a, was a tremendous opportunity. Uh, learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about what I like doing, who I like helping and you know where i think i fit in this industry it's it's tough um it's been a it's been an interesting journey i'd say the last 6 months to a year of my life i i had built this thing that i absolutely adored um and was really my baby the problem is i built it for somebody else you know and not right or wrong i just did you know what i mean like it's tough being fully invested in something that you have no ownership in and will never have any ownership in at any given day, the rug can be pulled out from under you. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's right. the reality of it, right? Is that every year there's a new chairman of the big eye. Uh, every year there's new initiatives. Every year um, there's new challenges to be faced. And all those things are perfectly fine and natural and fit into the what the association does and, and how it works. I just am working towards a place where 
I am in control of my own destiny and that I can actually build the thing that I want. Like, I want to be able to help this industry. And I don't believe that I can do that with a clear head until I am the master of my own destiny. If you're an agency owner, you know what that feels like, right? I mean, you deal with the trials and tribulations, the ups and the downs, all the things that come with owning a business. And, and trust me, I've dealt, I've now, I shouldn't say dealt, I've spoken to thousands, cast, you know, just as well as I do, thousands of agents and agency owners at this point. I'm well aware of it. But at the end of the day, you just, if you're working for someone else, you, it's tough to be fully invested. This is the problem that every agency principal has to deal with with producers. And the same is true for people who don't actually own an agency. I see it in my wife's agency. Okay, so long story short, I left Agency Nation mostly because I'd kind of hit a place where there wasn't really much farther to go. Yeah, we could do Elevate again, but that was kind of going to be it. There wasn't really much much further for that opportunity to go. So I was going to start my own consulting agency, which I still will eventually. I'm working on that. Uh, kind of That's kind of my side hustle right now. Uh, I feel like there's a need in the marketplace for a certain type of service to help agencies actually do um, all the stuff that talking head dicks like you and me talk, you know, pontificate on all the time. And I want to actually help facilitate them. I want to kind of put help them put their money where our mouths are. Right. No, actually, that's actually right. I like that. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, okay. So that's why, so that's why I left about two weeks into the process of leaving. Uh, I've always been kind of friends with Ilya Bodner, the founder of bold penguin. Um, he said, you know, Hey, while you're kind of in this transition phase and everything, why don't you take a ride down to Columbus and just check out what we're doing? And I did that and I walked in the door and I saw what they had going on and I was kind of blown away by the product that they have. It's the first whole product solution, end-to-end solution that exists in the marketplace to uh, facilitate commercial insurance. So it's not necessarily the easiest thing to describe. So I'll try to do it in as few words as possible, which as you know, is not my specialty. Very tough. Um, So there's there's two pieces to the business. Front half is what everyone classically associates with Bold Penguin, which is their marketplace. You can sell opportunities in that you're not interested in writing, and you can buy opportunities out in the form of warm call transfers uh, that you'd like to purchase. Okay. Wow. Okay. So uh, Bold Penguin is a 35 person call center. And the first piece of technology that they created was actually a dynamic scripting and routing service. Uh, does all the outbound dialing for you for your commercial lines leads, warms them up, asks a series of questions, which validates, is it a real business? Is the information that they've given accurate and and verifies that they have intent to buy? When those three factors have been matched, they route that person to someone. And now on the other end, an agent just picks up their phone and is now talking to a live consumer in that moment whose information has been verified and whose intent has been validated. So that's a best case scenario for a producer, Pretty right? At that same moment, the portal, the, the terminal, we they call it a terminal, uh, their terminal, all the information gathered by that call center person is piped into the terminal. So, so you're not keying anything in as a producer. You're just doing your trusted advisor thing. And uh, we then pipe in uh, rates and, and appetite for certain carriers, depending on where they are in the API uh, hierarchy. And there's, there's a whole nother side to that. But 
the whole deal with small commercial. And like, if you're one or two person shop, do you quote everything that comes in the door? Probably. That's probably the best thing you should do. But as soon as you start to scale out to three, five, seven, or more producers, multiple locations, what makes small commercial unprofitable for the standard agency is that is all the business that you spend time on that you can't write or don't write. So all of a sudden, a roofing contractor comes in, and Cass, you know this, one of your guys in the back gets a roofing contractor, and you know you can't write them. But he's going to be a superstar and spend nine hours trying to figure out how to write a roofing contractor that even if he finds the right MGA who will actually put the policy in place, now it's a non-standard account, and you just made $600 for nine hours of work. That's an unprofitable piece of business. It never will be profitable for you ever, right? 10 years down the road, it'll still be unprofitable with that amount of time. So what the methodology behind what Bold Penguin is is trying to articulate to the industry is don't spend time on that account. Route that to someone who writes roofing contractors all day long. Get paid a small, you know, we just split 50-50, whatever fee we get paid. So someone pays us $50 for that roofing contractor you get a check for 25 bucks, right? But then you are spending more time eat through your own stuff that you bring in and then by backfilling from calls from us, accounts that you do want to write, the stuff that you do have markets for, the stuff that you are experts in, the language that you can speak. So it's about, so where most agencies are just like, oh, we're going to write everything because we did the work of bringing in the door. That's great, but you're wasting a lot of time and it's what makes small commercial very difficult to be profitable on. So wow. that's. That's kind of the thought process. So we have that front end marketplace. The second half of it is, and this is why it's so hard to describe Bull Penguin because it's a, it is a whole product solution all the way from customer intent to closing the business, is our triage and binding system. So the second half is what we call the terminal system. That is today uh, kind of priced out of the market for the Main Street agent. You're looking at a minimum of $100,000 integration investment today that'll eventually come down it's right. just you know the technology is new it just it's all customized today eventually there'll be a universal way for you to plug in to that system and it will work but so today we're mostly working with uh, top 100 brokers and some of the larger carriers in the space um, that news just came out if anyone reads cb insights bold penguin powers progressivecommercial.com so the traffic that goes through progressivecommercial.com and their 400 person um, internal agency, we power that. Wow. Um, so that that technology is what we ultimately want to push down market to the entire ecosystem. Yeah, uh, uh, Ryan, does it look like Insurion? You remember when Insurion, that thing at Elevate, it popped up all the Yeah. Time? Yeah. So Insurion was part of the same RFP that we were part of that won when we won the progressive deal. Gotcha. Padal. Okay, man, I had no idea that they did that. I mean, I had no idea what he does. The goal, so, you know, the interesting thing about Bull Penguin is that Ilya's goal, our founder's goal, is to be the largest and most influential insurance technology company that no one's ever heard of. Because we never want it to be about our customer experience. It's about, you know, whoever the, so if we're working with, Gallagher is one of our clients, Gallagher Small Commercial. We want the consumer to never know that they dealt with us in any capacity, right? If, if someday, you know, hopefully by the end of 2019, early 2020, we'll have a down market solution. We'll have a solution that your agency could plug into with three producers and it would be affordable and it would work, right? 
we would never want a consumer to know that they that they talk to anybody other than someone who is associated with your business. That's what it's about. It's about is it's still about having the human in the in the equation, just plugging that human in the right moment. The human having someone in your agency making seven to eleven outbound calls to get an account on the phone is a lot of wasted time. So why not have have our organization make those outbound calls for you, warm that person up, capture that information, and then just deliver that account to your producer in the moment when they actually want to close that business. So, so really, so you could go all the way through. So consumer comes in, you look at what progressive system does. Consumer comes in, shows intent. They come into, you know, progressivecommercial.com. They, they, if, if it's a type of account progressive wants to write, then it goes to one of their internal agents. If it's not, it's sold into our marketplace. If so, let's say it goes to one. So once it goes through, it's routed to the to their producer. Producer picks up the phone, talks to the person. All the information that they inputted into the system is piped in. During that process, we're pulling quotes by API from Liberty Home Site, Hiscox, CNA, Markel, and Main Street America. So now that producer who's on the phone has the ability to click to bind in that moment a Liberty Mutual policy, one call close. It's really, wow. really wild stuff. And then, you know, when I saw that and I said, okay, that's being done for Progressive today, but the goal is to get that to Main Street agents. Geez, if I can put this technology in the hands of somebody like you, all of a sudden you become as fast, as nimble, and as scalable as a progressivecommercial.com. I mean, you know what I mean? So you can take, it puts the technology of someone like a progressive in the hands of anybody who wants to play in that space. And uh, that fit, you know, in terms of being a really solid project for me today as I transition to ultimately what I want to do down the road in terms of helping agents, it looked like a tremendous, tremendous opportunity to help uh, indoctrinate agents into this technology. And that's why I joined Bull Penguin. It's always about helping agents, not trying to help the organization that's always trying to help agents, right? We know that we need one with the, with to help the other. But at the end of the day, what I love about you, Ryan, is, is that, hey, you know, I'm going to work for you or, hey, I'm going to listen to you. But if you're not going to be best for agents majority of the time, eh, maybe maybe that's uh, that's another avenue I need to take. And that's why you and I have really always got along with this. Yeah, man. Well, I... Uh... For better or for for better or for worse. Look, here's the, the honest to goodness truth is, and I mean this with with all love. There's way way more money in not working with independent agents. There just is. Like if if you wanted to make a lot, if I wanted to be super rich, I would not work with you guys. Like I mean, that's the truth. Like you know, like doing big, huge, enormous consulting projects for the Geico's and Byberks and Progressives, and I mean. There's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in consulting premiums there. Like, right. it's tough to get an agent to pay $50 a month for stuff that's worth $10,000 a month in value. So, you know, nothing against you guys. I just, I love you dearly. It's why I do the work. But I do it out of love, out of appreciation, out of the fact that your uh, agents give more back to communities than any other professional organization in the world. We're talking about, you know, I look at agencies, they're supporting families, they're supporting communities, they're great people. You know, most of them care deeply about the customers, about the coverage, about doing the right thing. I mean, you look at the people who give up their time and effort to organizations like the Big Eye and the PIA and, you know, all these other associations and and organizations, IAOA, stuff like that. Like, 
it takes a tremendous amount of time away from their family and friends to give back. And I think that shows a lot of dedication as well. So, you know, I think, I don't know, I feel, I feel like even though it's not the easiest work, it is by far the most rewarding and the most meaningful. It really truly is. And and appreciate all those things that you say. And I say about us, but I mean, it's, uh, did, yeah, you ever keep, did you keep your license? Did you keep your insurance license? Do I? Yeah. Yeah. You did? Okay. So see, you're still an agent. So you're still with us and your wife runs a badass agency. So that most yeah. people would be uh, jealous of. So, okay. So, you know, that's, that's really cool that you, that you say that because that is the truth. And I think everybody out there knows that you could make a lot more money doing other things. And that, and that does show your, your truth of that. And, and, and here's the thing that as an entrepreneur, it's not surprising to me that agency nation was something that you were going to have to move away from. And I say the same thing here that I think that it comes down to the fact that I think that you're a huge entrepreneur and I, I'm just going to say this because this is Cass. I don't know if you truly grasp that. You and I have had these conversations before about things and possibilities in the future. And you have a unique mind because your mind says, I know that I could have this money. I know I could be an entrepreneur in different ways, but this is what I like doing. This is my passion. There's a lot of things that people can learn from you. Yeah, I could chase the millions of dollars, but this is what my passion is. And, and truthfully, you're going to probably end up making more than a million dollars just for good work. You know, it's like Zig Ziglar says, give everybody what they want and you get everything you need. So I think uh, I think that that comes down to it. And I think it speaks uh, volumes here. It's a tough thing because I definitely have the entrepreneurial bug. There's no doubt about it. Um, I feel like right now uh, working with Ilya and the team and um, Apple Penguin, I'm getting firsthand knowledge of what it takes to be successful because because he's as bright and talented a technologist and entrepreneur as I've ever met. And a lot of the people that are working there are that way. So I'm I'm getting some great, some great insights. I'm scared shitless to do my own thing, man. There's there's no doubt about it. Like I should have probably gone out on my own four years ago before Agency Nation. I didn't. Um, Agency Nation was tremendous, you know, amazing mm-hmm. opportunity. I think for me the issue has always been if we're gonna go full couch session. There's like 40 things I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, and this is the thing my wife always drives me nuts about is like, I drive my, my wife nuts about not, not, you you, you you know know what I'm saying? Is that there's like a hundred things that I want to do. I love to speak. I love to write. I love to do consulting stuff. I love to work with big teams on big projects like at Bull Penguin. I love to put on, you know, Elevate was amazing. I, I wouldn't put it past me to want to do another big, huge, amazing event. You know, I have, I've realized I'm not a super employee because I have a, I have a very, I have a way that I like to do things. Um, so I think what I struggle with most, and then we can move on that stuff that's valuable to the audience. I'm, I'm just like talking about myself. I apologize. What we're like, here for. I struggle with picking the thing that I do first. I think that's always been the issue for me is like, what's the thing? Like, what do I go after first? Um, Cause there's like 50 things that I like to do. I, I just love to help people in any way that I can do that. Any way that I can get in front of people and share knowledge or, or, you know, I've thought about, you know, I, I'll give you just some things I've thought about. Like I thought about creating a paid newsletter, right? Like a paid newsletter. I thought about, I had this marketing agency that I talked to you about, insurance specific marketing agency that I have a vision for um, that I think could help agents. 
you know, I have, I love to do the speaking. I have three books outlined right now that I want to write. Some are, you know, one is industry specific, two are just really performance driven um, stuff that I've learned over the years. I have, you know what I mean? Like I want to, I'd love to put on an event or a series of events. I think the mastermind space is full. You do a great job. There's plenty of people that are crushing in the mastermind space. So I don't know that I want to get in there, but like, you know, I, I think like finding peak that, you know, that, that website that I created was really my way of cool of trying to work this problem out in my head. What do I do next? Like how do, what's the move that I want to hey, make? Um, so you know? everybody out there, if you're hearing it, we need some answers here. So what's the next thing that Ryan should do? Like, that's what I need in the comment section. What is the next thing that Ryan should do? Anxious to get your, uh, your thoughts here. And especially if we have Mr. Nicholas Ayers uh, still on here, it'll be very interesting what you get, uh, what your, uh, what he tells you to do. <laughs> so anyways, okay, so here's the deal. One of the things that you're doing to help agents, which is really awesome, is the show, right? And I'm so proud of you because you still have it going. I called you out and I didn't call you out. I just said, hey, uh, and so Nicholas has some ideas, but you're doing the show and I want to talk about that real quick, but let's see what Nicholas says. Yeah. I have ideas for 995. Exactly. I'll <laughs> Exactly. That's why he blocked me from his from his Facebook Messenger. Whoa, <laughs> busted! Because <laughs> I, oh, I I own that nine ninety five for all the ideas he gave me. <laughs> Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you. Maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what's really cool out there is that like for some reason on my side, it shows that we have zero viewers, <laughs> but I guess we have people viewing this. So I guess we better watch what we say, right? I'm serious. It's kind of weird. I show zero viewers over here. I'm like, shit, no one even cares, you know, yeah, exactly. but, but let's talk about that. The, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, I am. So the, the thing with the show, which I think is really, really good is because really truthfully, you're the only person that I know in the industry that actually has a, a YouTube specific channel for what we're trying to do. And I think there's a lot of agents out there that have it for them specifically, but I'm talking about actually a YouTube channel specifically for agents. And I know people put some out here and there, but you're very dedicated to it. And the fact that you don't do a lot of the shows is completely understandable. Just as some feedback is from, from some of your viewers, because you see how much you put into this. Like this is not something that you're just grabbing the, the camera and saying, Hey, let's start recording. Like you're putting some thought into this. And so let's go directly to your most recent, because yep. I think your most recent one was, uh, to be honest with you, was one of your best. And the reason why I say that was, is because you, you really connected and not did you just connect with Matt. You also really connected with agents out there to say, no, I mean, I mean this with all my heart to say, holy shit, Hanley really knows what I'm doing day to day. Right. And I mean, they, you got to keep in mind, Hanley, like I'm getting ready to do a, um, a keynote speech at one of the best conferences out there for IAOA. See, I said it right, Nicholas, for IAOA. And 
the fact of the man matter is, is that I'm trying to get out there to where I'm going to relate. And a lot of these people that are in the industry, on the audience, they don't know who you and I are. It is the weirdest thing, right? Like people around our age, they know us, but a lot of these 20 year olds, 30 and even 40 year olds that are kind of new to the scene, like they were just starting when you and I were starting to do our thing. They don't have a clue who I am. And so it was really good on the show for them to see you in regards to, and I've broken out each one of those points and I want to talk about all those points. And I mean, how are you enjoying the show? Good stuff. I love the show. To be honest with you, I wish there was a way that I could buy back the first 51 episodes from agency nation and republish them. Cause there's so much like, there is, you know, I mean, what they would never do that, but um, I would love it if I could get them back because it is, it's a body of work. I'm incredibly proud of. I've never, um, I, I love it. I love sharing. I wish, you know, it's funny if there was a way for me to, you know, this is one of the things that I struggle with, with like, what do I want to do for a career? Right. So like, like, how do I want to help? How can I get the message out? Like you can't make a living on YouTube. I love doing the show. I do it for free. Like right. no one pays me to do the show. I don't get any advertising dollars. There's nothing there. Like, and I'm not saying it's all about making money. I'm just saying like, you know, like you got to pay your bills and stuff. So, you know, I love doing the show. It is labor of love hundred percent. And I'm so invested in the industry's success. You know, like I have conversations like the ones I have with Matt all the time. You know what I mean? Like People ping me on LinkedIn and I just say, hey, man, I got 20 minutes here. If you can make it, give me a call. And then I have that conversation. And um, I think it's important to, to share as much as you can. Check this question out here from Nick James. Yeah. He says, he says, I'd love for someone to create a channel where people talk about how we can actually make significant improvements to the industry. Yeah. I think that's a very broad question because there's a lot of things. So I want to let you know also, or Hanley doesn't know much about this yet, but I have formed a coalition. Um, with the owners of Lightspeed Voice, and we are putting together a coalition right now to actually start going to some ACT meetings, right? Mm -hmm. To start finally going to some Accord meetings, to finally start going to some of these meetings where uh, they sit around in a room. I swear, I love Ivan's Connect, Hanley, but I was just at an Ivan's Connect meeting in Nashville, and the crazy thing is, is like they're still talking about the same things we've been talking about for three, four, five years, right? Love like, Ivan's oh Connect God. meeting. It's like get out of here. So I brought some of the Lightspeed guys in who are not only executives but they're past developers who are very successful, and they're looking around at me, going, "Are you freaking serious? Like you guys are having problems doing that? You guys are having problems doing that?" And it's like, Jason, we got dev teams that can knock this crap out in like two weeks, right? And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, that's important. So there's a lot of things that we can do. But what what do you think about this question here that Nick has? I, I think this is an interesting question, Hanley. You mean, is he is Nick talking about like a YouTube channel or is he talking about like a conference or or something like that? Like there's plenty of people having these conversations. The hard part is because of different political affiliations, they're all very segmented. There's a lot of uh, fiefdom building and the idea of open source is not necessarily transcendent, which makes sense because there's been entire business models built around around these little kingdoms. So tearing the walls down is, is you know, you're talking about people losing their jobs. You're talking about companies making less money. So I completely understand why they're there, but it depends on what you're talking about. There are plenty of people having these conversations. The problem is they're very disparate and it's tough to pull them together. That's what we were starting to do with Elevate. I'll tell you, if you're looking for conversations around technology, InsureTech Connect is the way to go. Um, 
the mm-hmm. issue with Insure Tech Connect, and I've talked to Jay Weintraub about this, is that uh, he doesn't do much content curation or distribution between shows. Um, that has a lot to do with the fact that he does not want to compete against other media companies. But then, you know, so you're looking to the Insurance Journal, you're looking to I Magazine, you're looking to Property Casualty 360 to do that. I think CB Insights is a great place to get information. I don't know that there'll ever be a single source uh, outside of, yeah, I don't know that there'll ever be a single source. Well, I mean, my thing is, is why don't you read those sources and put it in your brain and then deliver it to us, right? Now, I know you do with the show, but let's be honest, the show's sexy, right? The show is is the glamour and stuff, but I'm talking like just straight grinding. My hair isn't as good as it usually is for the show today. No, it's not. And I really hit a bunch of the users on that. We noticed that. And and you're definitely not as sexy with the whiteness, uh, the white things around your eyeballs. That is the cool part of this. Okay. So here comes Nicholas Ayers because he, he, Nicholas loves the cause. And he says, odd question. Why doesn't Ryan buy into the agency that is established gain traction among agency owner crowds and launch a marketing agency that focuses on done for you content. Very good question, Nicholas. What do you well, think? The say second about part that, is right? basically what I'm working on right now. I don't know why I need to buy into an agency mostly because that would distract me. And I think most of the agency owner slash marketers struggle with the bifurcation of being both an agency owner and a marketer at the same time. The, 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 the what? The bifurcation? What? Yeah, the fact that you have you're living and you have to keep it. You have an agency owner brain and a marketing agency brain. They're two different things. Got you. Okay. Yeah, but you said like financialization or something. That was a word I've never heard. You got to keep in mind, dude. We just got internet here in Southern Illinois, bro. We don't we don't know big words like that. Books have been around for like seven hundred years, bro. (laughs) So so he said consistent income. I I get it. I just think. Look, I mean, I love how many agency owners are also taking and, and preaching the gospel of marketing. Nick is one of the guys. I think there are a few guys like you, Jason, like Nick, who can play both sides of the coin. I think if you're going to be the best marketing agency you can be, you need to, be a, you need to own a marketing agency. If you're going to be the best agency owner you can be, you need to own an agency. Right. I, if I become an agency owner... I'm going to become, I'm, you know, if I go down that route, if, um, you know, my wife and I have tossed around the idea of someday potentially buying into her agency or something like that, we worked very well together. And if that were to ever happen, then I would just fully invest in that, in that world, because why, why would I want to have to go through all the bullshit of owning a marketing agency if I was an agency owner, vice versa, if I were going to own an agent, a marketing agency and help agents then having to worry about what's going on inside of an agency that I own would only take me away from being able to fully invest my attention and time in delivering the best possible product that I could to a marketing agency. That's my personal belief. That doesn't mean that that's right. Yeah, Um, I don't think that you're right uh, totally. I see your point of where you're coming from, 1,000%. But I also see Nick's and the other people's thoughts in here that at least you would be grabbing a bunch of people immediately and sorting through those. I mean, we did that for the last year. I get get the whole, like, if you're not one of us thing that agency owners have. I just think it's bullshit. I agree. I agree. Now, let's let's keep on this. Keep on. Let's keep on. Let's, let's, Let's dig a little deeper and take it off you, though. You and I have been talking about this. We've been talking about the fact that you, uh, there's people out there way more than not 
that think they're marketing agents because all of a sudden they understand how to structure a blog, right? Because they're good on video all of a sudden. And I think there is a huge problem with this. And I will tell you, I am a living proof of it. I got so complacent to what my actual job was between 09 and 2012 that it really cost me a lot of money because I was really at that point in time where, well, I don't think I want to be an insurance agent. I think I want to do this. But I came out of the fog after a while and realized that that, and you said it the other day to me, that's not their passion, right? And and I even wrote that down somewhere. I don't remember where I wrote that down, but I think you said, uh, man, you're on the golf cart in that one. And you're like, uh, if it's not your pay, pay a passion, don't do I'm it. passion in what you do, not not what you think you should be doing. Thank you. That was it. And so that really hit me. And you and I have talked about that so far. There's agents out there more than not, as I said, that need to stay insurance agents because it's the long-term game. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to tell you guys out there, I could probably count less than five, probably less than three people that I know that are such badass marketers. I'm talking about agents. Hanley's not one of them that are such badass marketers Hanley, I'm just saying that because you're not one of the, you're not in the industry like I'm talking about. I, okay. There's four people. There's four people, Hanley, and then three <laughs> others. <laughs> and then three others out there that really are good at this. I'm being serious. And 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 you probably know who those three are. And if you're not one of those, you could be like, oh, well, I'm going to prove Jason wrong. Well, you know, or you can just go me, back uh, to work. Let me, let me clarify my point from that, from that article. Because I, I, I got a bunch of feedback from that in a couple okay. of So- what I was trying to say is not that agents should not be marketers too, because you need to be, right? If you're going to sell insurance and you're also a marketer, right? You just have to be. Like the mentality of a marketer pervade, uh, should be pervasive inside of an agency. Absolutely. True. My word of warning, my caution that I was trying to, to put out into the world was not that you, was not to try to tell people that they should or shouldn't do anything. It was simply that if you're going to become a marketer, if you're going to leave insurance and become a marketer and believe that the grass is greener, that somehow that is an easier path to success or that somehow there's more fun in that, I was just trying to share that that's not, it's just as much work. It's just different. Like marketing is super fun when you do it when you can in addition to you, the insurance work that you're doing. But right. when you're grinding right. every day on marketing, it's a job just like anything else. Now, I love marketing. I love helping people. I love sharing all the stuff, right? I mean, Nick's on this call. He does too. He's tremendous. I just think when you look at somebody like Nick, Nick is the exception. You are the exception, yes. right? I couldn't do it. I, I had to leave the insurance industry or the, you know, and leave the insurance agency. Right. I think it, it is an exception to the rule that you can be like, like you set up, set up automation. You've replicated yourself in terms of high quality producers that you've spent a lot of time training. So you can go off and do these other things and still have a functional business. Nick has set up automations and he's built his agency in a way that he can step away from it and do the stuff that he's doing with uh, Made You Look, which is awesome. And I've heard great feedback on him, but he's done all this hard work of setting up automations in his business that allow him to do that. And all I'm saying is that unless it's a shit ton of work, like it's not, I, I just, I've gotten this impression through different things that I've seen and read that like, 
I'm just going to step out of insurance into marketing. And then it's going to be like roses and butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and shit. And it's just not the way it is. Like you got to grind because now you're competing against people who do marketing every single day. And your shit is less interesting when, you know what I mean? Like it's that whole mentality of for us, by us. Like when you're an agency owner and you see another agency doing some marketing stuff, you're like, oh, like, 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 share, 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 comment, comment, comment. And as soon as they're a marketer only, it's like, man, you don't get us anymore. You're out. So um, you got to work twice as hard. There, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you right now, uh, uh, Crowley's on it. He said Hanley's spitting some truth right now. And sometimes when we're talking about being a marketer, as you ended there, I'm talking about being a marketer of other agents. You, you and your agency should be a marketing machine for your community and your ca- and and what you're trying to do. That's that's different. You're still an agency owner and you're doing your marketing for you. Now, here's one thing I want to I want to jump on to. Nicholas did say, you know, ten four. He loves you. We all know that uh, Nicholas is good for everybody. Now, here's what I want to talk about here. Look at what uh, Jared uh, Bullman said which are Bellman, sorry. Um, marketing is a great conversation. What about systems and process that will lead to the future a hundred years? I mean, that is a tough question, dog. Yeah. So this is a very tough question because you're going to come up against a hard reality when you're dealing with a legacy agency like this. Um, and it also depends on the culture of your agency. It depends on your relationship with, in many cases, uh, family members or uh, an agency principal has been doing it for 40 years. If you walk into an agency and agency principal is making three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're going to go tell most likely him to do something different, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? That's really the way it is. Like that dude's making significant bank, living a really good life, and his kids are taken care of, and his spouse is taken care of, and he's probably got a second home, and he's got a country club membership or whatever toys they like to play with, and you're going to go tell them that they need to do business differently. That's a really hard conversation to say. Not that you are wrong. Just understand that you are an a-hole to that guy. Because you're like, bro, I'm making 400 bills. You're going to come tell me that I need to do Facebook now? Like, seriously? Now, the truth is, you're probably right. But he doesn't give a crap about the next 30 years, unless he does. Now, if he does, you need to have patience. And I hate patience. I have almost no patience. Again, reasons why I don't still work with my wife. Like I, if I was smart, I would have had patience and I'd still be working there and I'd be making 10 times as much money as I'm making today. You because, would because she wrote four policies yesterday from videos I did four years ago. Four policies yesterday. Four yesterday. Are you kidding me? Four policy, four, four accounts, not just policies. Yesterday. Like, uh, what am I doing? But I didn't have patience, so I left. So what I'm telling you is, if the person that you're working with, be it a family member or someone who's been successful in the past, is open to the idea of making changes, understand it will not be on your timetable. But here's the thing that I've seen that is the crux, is you shit needs to be in writing. There's none of this, I'm going to take care of you. There's none of this, it's all going to be okay. True. You go to the agency owner and you have to have a very serious discussion that says, if this process takes five years, 10 years, I'm okay with that. Or you're not, but like, let's say, but over the course of that time, here's what's going to happen. And here's how we're going to get to where we both are happy. And this is because if you don't have it in writing and I have seen this, I'll tell you, I've seen it at least, I was trying to count the other day. I've seen it and know of it happening about seven times for sure. And I'm sure that means it's happened 700 times where 
there was conversations. It was, we're going to take care of you. And then shit just fell apart. Right. And you don't want to see that. So, so you need to have a conversation. It needs to be in writing. You need to have tons of patience. You need to be appreciative of the fact that whoever you're working with has built the agency to where it is today. And if they're unwilling to do that, you have to have, and, and this is so easy for me to say, not being in anyone's position who is having this struggle, but just, again, I'm just culminating all the conversations that I've had over the years. You then have to be willing to leave. If you're not willing to leave, don't even walk into the room and have a conversation. So here's the deal. So um, in June or July of 2009, so I was hired away from this agency in 2004. So I started with an agency, Mike Beard, number one mentor to this day. And I hired by another place in 04. And they said, hey, if you come, we're going to give you this agents. They're they're retiring. We're going to give you their book. And you're going to be owner and all this stuff. And I didn't have it in writing, right? I had a contract, but I didn't have that in writing. And so I sat there. And after a year or two, when I was actually writing, and keep in mind, I was the youngest producer. And the number one, the second youngest producer was about 65, almost 70. And so I was I was bringing in all the business. I kept saying, hey, like, hey, let's. I always told them, I don't want to be an owner today. I don't want to be an owner tomorrow. In 10 to 15 years, I want to know this thing is mine. And about at the time that I was like 27, 28 years old. And I said, give me about one to 2% say a year so that I can slowly steer this ship so that when you give me the keys, it's already pretty much going the direction it needs to be. And they would wait and they would wait and they would never get back with me and never, and like literally ignoring me. Right. And then in 2009, I came to them in June or July and I said, listen, you got six months to either let me have this conversation with me. Or I'm gone at the end of the year. And here's a long story short, I left at the end of the year and I started my thing 1-1 of 2010. And here's what I had to do. I had to throw it all out on the line and say, hey, here's what's happening. And I said to my wife, I said, hey, I think I'm going to leave and we're going to start our own agency. Keep in mind, this would be in the third agency that I had to have start from scratch. And I was on a non-compete. So don't give me your question, your thoughts out there about, well, I can't leave. I had two house payments, a house on a golf course. You know what I mean? Son who's getting ready to go to college at the time. But I said, this is what's got to be done. And that's when I went out and did it. Yeah. But Hanley, your advice is so super because there are agents right now sitting there saying, well, he or she's made me these promises. I'm telling you right now, what they've done is, is they need to get their production numbers up for the next two, three, four, five years. So when they turn around and sell their agency, they can get more value out of it. Now, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just being real. And those are the things that you have to yeah. think about. Here's okay? the, Hanley, I, 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 I want to get to Matt Wood's comment too, because I know yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do right Hold now. On, before we answer this question, don't look at that question yet. Don't look at that question yet. Don't look at that question. Here's real life. Real life. I was talking, I've talked to Tom Duran at Reagan Consulting, and I talked to Dave Evans, who used to work for the big eye, now consults for them, but runs his own valuation practice out of Connecticut. Right now, we are at the top of the valuation market. So here's a big, big problem that everyone who's on this call, who's 35 to 45, that is looking to buy into an agency is going to have, is that over the course of the next five to seven years, valuations are going to be going back down to reality. These 4X multiples those days are coming to an end, right? So you're looking at, right now, you're looking at anywhere between a 275 to a four outside sale and a one and a half to a two inside sale. So we ha- you, if you start positioning today, understand you're going to have to deal with the fact that valuations are starting to come down, but you're going to be dealing with misunderstand. you know, that there's all these misunderstandings in terms of how things are valued. So I would be 
you know, this is one of the things that, and I've spent a lot of time talking to these valuation experts because when you start to have these conversations, you have to be very humble as the person who's coming in, right? Because you're saying, I want to buy your agency. They don't have to buy to you. They can be like, screw you. I'm selling to the guy that's going to give me 4X today because that, that could be millions of dollars. So sure. be humble, be understanding, but bring in a professional, a third-party professional who can help you walk through this because these are very, very tough conversations. Very, and yes. Make sure you get in writing. That's, that's all I'm going to say on that. All right, guys. That was uh, part of first part of this conversation. I know you're enjoying it so far. So be patient. And in a couple days, part two will be out. Look forward. Thank you, loyal listeners. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.